Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, LeBron James and LaMelo Ball both go down. What does that mean for their respective teams going forward? Also, we'll get into the wide receiver signing in the NFL with Kenny Galladay being the latest. And, of course, March Madness. Damn, these kids are putting on a show. All that and more. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. We are coming up on the one-year anniversary of Sports Talk from the Crib. Yeah, March 26th of last year is when Sports Talk from the Crib started. Right in the middle of the pandemic, when everything got shut down. Maybe you're thinking, why in the world? Not the best timing in the world for first. You know, uh, but it's been a blessing. It's been a great opportunity for me, and I love doing it. I love getting the support back, and it's just been one year. Wasn't the best idea to start a pandemic, but then again, it was because now we're one year later. We're a little bit more fluid and you know, not as sporadic with all the sports being shut down. Not much to talk about, but sports are coming back, and they're almost back in full flesh. Because the crowds are coming back. The pandemic's starting to move along a little bit and getting rid of. Let's go back to normal. We are back to normal. One year in. We're going to do a little something. We're going to get a percentage off of the merchandise. It's a good way to support the show. Get some free shipping in there. Why not? So we'll run some free shipping through the end of March. Going to April. No Easter. In Leading up to there, so it'll be an exciting thing. So check out the website at feeleheatentertainment.com. That is feeleheatent.com. You go on there and catch the podcast. You go listen to the podcast. You got the merchandise. We got the sports news articles. A lot of cool things coming. If you subscribe to the website, you get all this information. And all you need is an email. We're going to put out a digital magazine come the 1st of April. So be on the lookout for that. It's not April Fool's joke. This is it won't be an April when it drops on April first. So we'll get that out to you guys. As be subscribe to the website, subscribe to your favorite platform if you wish to listen on Apple, Spotify, and then also follow the social media networks at Feel the Heat ENT on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Check it out. One year, we did it. We did it. One year, and there's plenty more coming. We are not stopping here on Sports Talk from the Crib. We keep coming to you every Monday and Wednesdays. So let's get into the first topic of the day. March Madness. If you missed it last year because it was all canceled, it is surely making up for it this year because it has been some outstanding basketball. These kids out here are just balling. It's great to see this is the greatest sports tournament right now. And anywhere, it's better than the NBA playoffs. It's better than the football playoffs. It's better than baseball. Like the college tournament for college basketball in March Madness is must-see TV. You have to watch it. 
You will love it even if you're not a sports fan and you're not even a fan of the game because you see these kids come together and just have these Cinderella stories or these colleges that nobody maybe even have heard of coming out, being big-name programs, and just put on a show. And that's what I love about the game of college basketball. We missed it last year. We're getting it. Our energy's up. We're loving it. And tell you what, I don't think I've ever seen so many possible Cinderella stories and so many upsets in the first weekend of the tournament. This is what's so great about it. Because you get one time to show up. You get one game. It's not like the NBA series where you get seven games. You could have a couple does, couple off nights. You cannot have an off night in college basketball. So far, we've seen 19 total upsets. And one of my favorite ones when they made that run, I think it was a couple years ago, is Loyola Chicago with Sister Jean up there attending the game for the first time in a year. You know, she knows her basketball, 101 years old. They just beat the number one ranked seeding in Illinois. They beat them 71-58, and Loyola Chicago could possibly have another run. They're not as big of a Cinderella story like they were a few years ago, but damn it, this team can ball, and they're doing it again. Syracuse yesterday beat West Virginia. They're 11th seed. West Virginia was the third seed. They beat them by three, led by... Jim Beheim's son, Buddy Beheim, dropped 25. The legendary Jerry McNamara was in attendance, told him after that horrible first half to go out there and just keep shooting the ball. And what do you know? Jim Beheim's son, Buddy, goes out in the second half and this plays lights out, dropping it from Steph Curry range on West Virginia. And... As they move on. Or Roberts, the other one. This is crazy. They beat Florida yesterday by three. Florida had a chance, a couple opportunities to tie the game late, but they couldn't do it. They beat the number two seed Ohio State before this. You know, I don't know how to say it. Kevin Ob- Obanon? I think I'm getting his, rate, his name right. Obanon? That guy can ball from Oral Roberts. He's, he's dropping them. Dropped 30. And 28, like this guy is balling. Oregon State beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was thought maybe they could be a Elite Eight, Final Four team. They're a 12th seed. They beat Oklahoma State by 10. Abilene Christian knocked off the Longhorns when that kid put the you know the horns down. They beat them 53-52, a 14 seed, a 13 seed in Ohio, be a four seed in Virginia, 62-58. Like these games, those were just yesterday. Like, cool. I mean, this tournament and seeing all these kids play and seeing that, like, it is incredible. It's the best out there. It really is. And now we're getting into Monday. Game's going. They're going to see more upsets. We're going to keep seeing them. Brackets are busted. The Gonzaga is, like, the only hope for people because a lot of people pick them. To win it all, be the first team since Indiana to go undefeated in the tournament and win, be crowned champions. So that's a lot of people's picks. But they do play. They do play today. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. They play Oklahoma, the eighth seed. Can we possibly see an upset? 
eight seed LSU faces Michigan, the number one seed tonight. We're going to see an upset again. And I don't know if you could really call those two games will be upsets. Okay. The other ones that are going to be playing may not be too upset right now. They may not count as upsets when you really think about it. Because every team is a level playing field out here. We really like Baylor. We like the Zags. Those are the teams that, you know, they look, they're the ones that look unstoppable. But you never know when it comes to this tournament. It's exciting. It's must watch. Minute to minute. Everything you want to see. I mean, it is great. This is what basketball is. This is why I love the game so much. This is why it's my favorite sport. Because you never know, when it comes to this tournament, who's going to prevail. And it's it's great to watch. It's great because you see a lot of no-name guys may make an impact on the next level going into the NBA. This is their chance to make a name for themselves. It's the name to make... A name for their programs. <laughs> you know, like, this puts all the head coaches, the players, and everybody on the map. Scouts start seeing it. This is their chance to shine. And we're seeing it. I love it. I hope we see something. I hope Loyola Chicago. I want to see Sister Jean go to the Final Four again. Like, I want to see that happening. I want to see Oral Roberts continue their crazy Cinderella story. Like, I want to see it. I want to see Oklahoma Knock off Gonzaga today. I just want to see it. It probably won't happen. But it will just be awesome to see. Michigan fans are shaking in their seat seat tonight as they face the LSU Tigers. And LSU wins that. Oh, Jawan Howard, head coach there at Michigan. What's going to happen? <laughs> oh, man, I love it. This is why I love it. Because you never know what can happen. It gets me excited. I just want to... Now what makes me want to go play some ball? I'm a I'm kind of a washed up basketball player now, and my heydays are over. But uh, <laughs> uh, it will give me a chance to get out there on the court one more time. It'll be awesome. But anyways, this is March Madness. The story will continue. The upsets will continue. Can't wait to see the outcome. I can't wait till next weekend where we see another epic college basketball weekend. All right, let's hop into LeBron James. Let's continue this basketball talk. He is out now with a high ankle sprain. It looked like he got shot. Though his reaction was absolutely insane. It acted like his whole leg like broke in half or something. But anyway, that's how LeBron James is. He seems to be over dramatic when he comes and he injures himself and what happens. He's actually stayed in the game for a couple of plays. He hit a three from the corner. Then left through the chair, went to the locker room, and he's been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain, maybe miss a month. He's going to be back by playoff time. If the Lakers can hold on, because this Western Conference is pretty stacked. What does this mean going forward? Can the Lakers hold on? Or can they hold on enough to get in the playoffs? Because remember, there's a play-in game, too. So right now, they do sit at number three in the West. The three games back from Utah Jazz. Suns are second. The Clippers, Nuggets, Blazers, Spurs, Mavs, and even Golden State. They're within six games. The, top, the eighth through the fourth seed are within five games. 
They were already without Anthony Davis. And now LeBron James, this team can falter, and it can falter really, really quick. Especially down to the 7th or 8th seed. They have to hold on and try to get that 6th seed. They have to try and hold on. But this is what happens. Now, these other teams better step up. This is their opportunity, Blazers, Nuggets, Mavs, to hold their ground. You got the two stars out west, out. You got to go for the knockout. Because if you let them sneak in the playoffs, if they get sneak in on that 6th, 7th seed, you're still going to be in trouble. Because when LeBron James and AD do come back, it's going to be over for all of you. Because they were my pick to come to the West, or everybody's pick, really. The Clippers, this is their chance to show down in L.A. and take it back over. This is theirs. This is theirs chance. But LeBron James, they were acting like he, this guy, he was acting like he got shot. He was his heartfelt message. So he's so sorry. And now, teammates, Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell, are calling Solomon Hill, you know, dirty. For rolling up on his ankle and going for he was going for the loose ball. First off, that guy is not dirty. Just because your star player got hurt does not mean he's dirty. LeBron James is going to the ball just like he did, and it happened. He landed on his ankle. Don't call the guy dirty. That's a little bit out of line in my book. You really gonna call a guy dirty because he rolled up on his ankle? He fell down on his ankle. That's why you gonna call him dirty? It's not dirty whatsoever. But the Lakers, they got more problems to worry about, and that's about fish finishing well in the Western Conference. That's completely stacked. But all in all, what this injury means is that the Lakers are in trouble. I still see them. Finishing in that 7th or 8th seed. I don't see him holding on to that 3rd seed, 4th, 5th. I see the Clippers, Nuggets, and even Blazers passing them. And it's going to be coming down to the Spurs, Lakers, and Mavericks for those final couple spots in the Western Conference. Because there's no this team is completely different without LeBron James. With AD, they could have weathered the storm without him. But now without both, and especially LeBron James, this team is going to be holding on for dear life. But I don't know. I, don't, I want to know what you guys think about LeBron James' reaction when he got injured and he acted like he got shot. You know, he's done this. He's a flopper. I'm a. I'm not a big LeBron James fan. I was. I'm a Miami Heat fan, but I love the Miami Heat way before LeBron James came and joined and made the big three down there. Because I was a big fan of Lonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway, and then Dwayne Wade, of course, when he brought Shaq in. Like those were my favorite teams of the Miami Heat. LeBron James came down there and did his thing, won a couple of titles, cool and all. Now he now he's goes back to Cleveland, wins, goes to LA, wins in a bubble with no fans, and the fans are gonna be coming back. We may see about forty to fifty percent. We may see more than that in some arenas come playoff time here in a couple of months. I expect to see at least half capacity for the fans, and that is trouble. For LeBron James when he comes back. Because you know he ain't clutch. He'll miss that free throw. <laughs> but anyways. For the, you know to wrap it up here with them. 
they got they got to hold on. I expect him to be in the seventh eighth seed still, and that leads to Lamelo Ball. He fractured his wrist. This is a big blow for the Charlotte Hornets. They're holding on to the eighth seed. They're just right in back of uh, the New York Knicks. The Indiana Pacers are on the outside looking in. They're right there with them. The Chicago Bulls. So now Lamelo Ball, who's been playing pretty damn well. For the Charlotte Hornets, who are sitting at 20 and 21 with the eighth seed, he's averaging 15.9 points, 5.9 rebounds, 6.1 assists. He's a potential rookie of the year winner, but now with the injury, somebody else may take it. But he's played pretty damn well. He's balling, but you know he's 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 the better of the ball brothers. But that's a huge, huge blow for Charlotte. It's like LeBron was a huge blow for LA, but this one. This is the one that's going to knock them completely out. Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, there's some nice players, but you're going to need that other guy, and they won't make the playoffs now. I'm counting them out. This injury is going to make a big blow to them, and they won't be able to hold on to the eighth seed in the East. They're going to fall out because I love Indiana's getting all their guys back healthy. Chris LeVert came back, and so the Indiana Pacers, I believe, are going to get in that spot. But, man, it's a huge blow for the Charlotte Hornets. Played very well. Michael Jordan finally hit on a draft pick. It looks like Michael Jordan finally hit on a draft pick and getting LaMelo Ball. But now he's out with a fractured wrist for the, for the rest of the year, and their chances are done. So the Charlotte Hornets are in a different situation than the Lakers because LeBron James will be coming back come playoff time. LaMelo Ball isn't coming back, and the Charlotte's playoff hopes are done. All right, let's talk some football now. The NFL wide receiver freeze and signings started to unfold, and the big names are all out there. Wide receiver class is pretty much done. Kenny Galladay was the latest big one, four years, seventy-two million, up to forty-six million guaranteed. He signs with the New York Football Giants. We have Will Fuller signing with Miami Dolphins on a one-year, ten million dollar deal. We have Juju returning to Pittsburgh on a lesser deal. So we see all the top wide receiver classes kind of made this way. Marvin Jones signed with Jacksonville. You know, we got a few out there. I think T.Y. Hilton's still out there and like Antonio Brown. So you have some notable names still out there. Curtis Samuel signed with Washington football team. Oh, that was a great signing. You know, of course, the Patriots did their signings of wide receivers. Tight ends. They got, they did $100 million in spending. But let's take a look at this Kenny Galley signing. Some experts are saying, we knew that $18 million a year thing was coming. Somebody was offering it. We knew it was a Giants was a big-time possibility or or maybe the Bears when they freed up their cap. But listen, this is a big sign for the Giants. I don't care what anyone says. He's number one wired out on the, on the market, and he's getting $18 million a year. Listen, this guy can play. He was just in Detroit. He was Injury history is a concern, just like it is with everybody. The injury history... You can say that about everybody, but especially Kenny Galladay. He's only finished 16 games one time in his career so far, but he was in Detroit, okay? Now you pair him with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones needs some more help. You do have Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. They're two great rideouts. You have Evan Ingram coming back from injury. They just signed Kyle Rudolph, so you got two tight ends now. Saquon Barkley is coming back. That helps anybody. Let's not sleep on these Giants. Their defense was playing lights out last year. 
It's just the offense couldn't move the ball. They couldn't have a running game. The offensive line has its problems. Daniel Jones, he seems to fumble a lot. He even had a ridiculous play where he, uh, I think he would have had like an 80-some yard touchdown run. But he tripped over his own feet and fell down. So that was just a giant season in the NFC East, the wackest division in the NFL. Because nobody wanted to win. It's like every single week, we're trying to figure out who really wants it. But this is a big signing. They also signed John Ross, the speedy guy, former first-round pick from the Bengals. He gets a new scenery. Maybe this rejuvenates him. So now you look at this New York Giants offense. You get a dress offensive line in the draft. Daniel Jones, another year in. Getting this boy Saquon Barkley back. Kenny Galladay with Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and John Ross, the speed guy. And then you got two tight ends in Rudolph and Ingram. Come on now. This could be a little scary. We're talking about that Cowboy offense. Why can't we talk about this offense? They may even get defensive back Adore Jackson, who was cut by Tennessee. He's visiting today and is expected to sign a contract, I believe. So they're getting help on defense, too. Let's talk about this offense. Washington got Ryan Fitzpatrick. They signed Curtis Samuel. Signed a few other guys that could you know, be in there. Terry McLaren is a great wide receiver. Then, of course, in Dallas, you got Dak, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott. The Eagles are the only ones that's looking a little lost right now. They got Jalen Hurst. There's talk of them bringing Nick Foles back. I'm going to give my thoughts on that in a second. Or should they? So, this Giants offense, to me, is going to take a step up. I still like the Washington football team in this division. That's going out of limb. <laughs> because this division is completely, you don't know what's going to happen. Dallas Cowboys are an accident waiting to happen. But these New York Giants, I'm actually going to be excited to watch them. Yep, I said it. I'm actually going to be excited to watch the New York Giants this coming year. I'm excited to watch Daniel Jones. I'm excited to watch the addition of Kenny Galladay and John Ross. See, John Ross could be a question mark even making the roster after signing him, but I expect that to go through training camp and him actually being with the team come regular season. Um, But, yes, I'm actually going to say it. I think this is an offense to watch. Watch Daniel Jones make a leap this year. This NFC East is going to become a bottom feeder to the top. Everybody finished under 500. I think this year is flips. Aside from the Eagles. I think this year, it's going to be way more competitive. And I expect every three teams to be 8-8 eight and eight or above. Cowboys, Giants, and the Washington football team. I expect it to happen this year. I'm going, that's my bold prediction. Because I really like all these offenses. <laughs> I really do. And their defense is no joke either. Cowboys defense needs a little work still. Secondary help. But that's my bold prediction. These three teams are going to finish 8-8 eight and eight and above. It's going to be way more competitive. And Daniel Jones is going to break out and have the best year so far since coming into the league. That first round pick that everybody thought they reached for. This is his turn to make a leap. Saquon Barkley is coming back. It's going to be very impactful. And this is his year. This is Daniel Jones' year. Mark my words. 
So let's talk a little more about that one team. Let's go affairs at the bottom. The Philadelphia Eagles. There's speculation that Nick Foles is returning. Now this, this may change my mind because the magic of Nick Foles, he's a magician. He only plays well in Philly. Could it happen again for a possible, what, third time? Reunite with the Eagles. And there's speculation that it will possibly and can possibly happen. Now, should the Eagles do it? Just don't. Please don't. I can't have this again. I can't have it again. I just don't. (laughs) Come on. For a third stint, Jalen Hurst was your guy. You shipped Carson out. Now you want to bring possibly Nick Foles back? The big speculation was they were trying to trade Carson Wentz to Chicago and include Nick Foles in that trade to send back to Philly. That was the rumor speculation. I, I think there was a Nick Foles, uh, another player, I think a Tyreek Cohen, and like some multiple draft picks. That was the rumored trade that was supposed to happen. Carson didn't want to go to Chicago. So it seemed like they were already trying to get Nick Foles back. Now, if you do get Nick Foles back, at least you have a backup that can come in the game. If Jalen Hurts isn't working out or if you don't see it happening. But you do own a top 10 pick. Okay? It is widely speculated they're going to take one of those quarterbacks. They, one of them will be there. Depending on who you like. Will Justin Fields drop to him? Uh, was it Mac Jones be there? Trey Lance. This is some of the quarterbacks that could be there at that spot. And what all these NFL experts are predicting could happen. The Philadelphia could consider a quarterback if one of them drops to their spot. And that, to me, is maybe that was one of the reasons why they lost that game on purpose the last week of the season. Just to go up one spot in the draft. That's the Philly way, I guess. That's the Philly special. But is Nick Foles returning what I think they should do? Should they do it? No. Just don't do it. Move on. That was that was you don't have an offensive line. Nick Foles needs an offensive line. Miles Sanders, who I've always liked that running back, never gets his opportunities. But you don't have anybody to really throw to on the end numbers. Wide receivers are they're all gone. And they just haven't worked out. You got all those practice squad players there for so long. That's why Carson was so frustrated. Everybody hated on him. But look at the team he had around him. A healthy Zach Hurts. There's still trade speculation going around him. They could move on from the tight end. And if that happens, Philly fans should freaking boycott the Philadelphia Eagles. Zach Hurts has been a class citizen for that football team. He's done everything possible for him. He's always out there competing my favorite tight ends in the league but should Nick Foles return the answer is no Eagles so you do it no do not consider this I hope this is just more QB you know talk that we're just trying to get all around the NFL it's all about the quarterbacks and I hope this doesn't happen it's not going to happen and that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Be sure to check out the website at feeltheheatentertainment.com. as feeltheheatent.com. It's F-T-H-E, Feel the Heat Entertainment. You know it. 
for you, all your latest <laughs> sports articles. You can stream the podcast right on the website. And we have the merch store, one year anniversary. So check out the merch. We're going to offer free shipping, some sale items for you. So check it out. It's a good way to support the show. You know, Monday and Wednesdays, we're also on Apple, Spotify, and every streaming platform you can think of. So Monday, Wednesdays, check us out. Thank you for joining me. Check out those social media networks as well as Feel the Heat Entertainment on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Got all the cool things coming. Thanks again, y'all. I'll see you Wednesday.